you know, there is uh, there's nothing more vulnerable in politics than a Republican base that thinks they're going to win. <laughs> a Republican base that is overconfident, a Republican base that is on the verge of getting shocked. I fear, I fear that we are in that or in the early pangs of that scenario right now. I did a show over at America Out Loud Talk Radio, probably maybe back in February ish, uh, right around the time when it started looking like, oh my gosh, you know, so many people were. Are switching parties and, and the Republicans are, are in for a landslide, basically right around the time of the the big pushes or calls for we're going to have a red wave. It bugs me. I'll just tell you up front, it bugs me to death because number one, it tells me that Republicans, perhaps more than Democrats, maybe the same, maybe they just have different experiences. Maybe I'm just not as attuned to them for obvious reasons, but it seems as if Republicans do get this sense of complacency all the time i mean all the time there there's so many times when we've seen especially when it comes to local elections so many times when when they just you know what we when they had president i remember this one guy you know why why should i vote we got trump in office this was during the 2018 uh the 20 uh yeah the 2018 midterm elections this guy was telling me you know trump's in office i'm not even i don't even care who's in congress i'm like are you stupid or are you dumb which one is it? It's it's one or the other because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You need, you know, if you really want to support Donald Trump, you'll try to vote for people that are going to back his agenda. Now, as we learned, there weren't a whole lot of people, even on Capitol Hill, even amongst Republicans who are willing to back his agenda, which is why the wall to this day still isn't built, which is why Obamacare still hasn't been repealed, which is why so many things have not happened that should have happened between 2017 and 2021. And yes, Trump has some blame for that, but I would say mostly it's the feckless Republicans on Capitol Hill that did nothing when they had the majority, and even less when they didn't. So we will see. Ooh, bugs me. Anyway, point is that you know a lot of people are still predicting a red wave, but a lot of there's a little bit of hope coming from Democrats. You're hearing corporate media saying, "Hey, you know, Democrats are rising in the polls. The polls are tightening." Of course, you know when it comes to polls, they lie. When it comes to polls, they're jokes. They are so inaccurate. They have been for a long time. They didn't used to be, by the way, but now they are essentially they're, they're propaganda tools, nothing more. Okay, so I would say maybe maybe it's not as, as uh, positive of a trend for Democrats as the polls tend to say. With that said, you know, there's still this push for hope. There are three reasons I want to talk about today that we should as if, you know, and I'm not a Republican, by the way, I'm an independent. I've always voted for Republicans, but I'm out here in California. So it doesn't matter what you're registered as. Yes, you know, so I'm registered as no no uh, party preference. Not that I would ever vote for a Democrat, just to be clear. But, you know, it is what it is anyway. So so but for those of us who generally vote for conservatives, conservative America versus patriotic Republicans, as I do, and hopefully as you do, there are three things we need to be very concerned about in regards to this complacency, this apparent foreknowledge that it's going to be a red wave and, and there's nothing the Democrats or corporate media or big tech or the deep state or China or anybody else can do about it. When we even there, I should add a fourth item. Let's go to and do, we'll do item zero, this, uh, this additional on the fly. Okay. The forces arrayed against us, the forces that want the Democrats to retain power are vast. They have control over, in many ways, the mindset of the people. We're talking about corporate media. 
We're talking about big tech. Google, Facebook, Twitter have a lot of influence. YouTube, Instagram even. Heck, TikTok. You, you know, we can laugh and say, oh, you know, TikTok has no influence, but we don't realize that there are more people, including not just kids, including voter age people who spend tons of time on TikTok, more so in many cases than Facebook, Google, or Twitter combined. It's a fact. And yet we sit here and pretend like they have no influence. They do. So that's item number zero. But let's start with item number one. You know, I noted that the polls lie. I agree with that. I hope you agree with that too. I hope you know that the polls lie. Okay. You know, what and, and generally speaking, they, they tend to lean towards Democrats. The polls will will whatever it says, if, if a Democrat's supposed to win by six points, chances are the Republicans are going to win or it's going to be closer than that. If a Democrat's supposed to win in a landslide, it may or may not be a landslide, probably not. And if a Republican is in the poll, polling is going to win, then they're going to win. Because again, these tend to lean, you know, more to the left. If it's 50-50. In the polls, then chances are it's actually probably closer to 47, 53 in favor of the Republican. That's just how polls work. They're used as propaganda tools. They're used to, to not get a feel for what the people are thinking, but to change the way people are thinking. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about push polls. Okay, for those, I don't want to get into a tutorial about push polls, but that's a that's a, been a common, a common campaign tactic for a while. Even regular quote unquote unbiased polls, generally speaking, are still written in ways and pushed out in ways that are intended, whether through the questioning itself or through the dissemination of the results, they're intended to push a certain narrative one way or another. You cannot convince me that a majority of Americans want abortion all the way up through to to uh, birth. But there are polls that actually say this. That's a lie. It's a bald-faced lie. But I digress. With that said, yes, the polls do lie, but that does not mean that the polls don't show trends. And right now, the trending is towards Democrats starting to make gains, regain some of their some of the, uh, the the losses that they've had recently. Now, obviously, today is a day where we have officially, though they say it's unofficial, but officially we know that we are in a recession. GDP numbers came out, so we know where we stand, and that should harm the Democrats. But here's the thing, and this is something that. That again, this comes ties back to polling. If, if there's still one more quarter to go, right? And if, as a result of those quarterly numbers, somehow, some way, Democrats and the Biden regime are able to, quote unquote, bring an end to the the recession, all of a sudden you're going to have everybody and their dog pushing this idea, pushing this concept that, hey, maybe they're finally getting their stuff together. Maybe they were right. Maybe it really was the Putin recession. Maybe it really was the Trump recession, the COVID recession, whatever they want to blame. Or as they're really trying to say now, we're not in the recession. I guarantee you, if the GDP numbers do turn next quarter, then all of a sudden, everybody who's today saying that they're, that we're not in a recession will be reporting that we were in a recession, but now we're out of it. It's just how they work, folks. Number two, never, never, never underestimate three things. Never underestimate the power of gaslighting. Never underestimate the power of propaganda. And never underestimate the general stupidity of low information voters. And unfortunately, this nation is made up of a majority of people who are low information voters. They can be swayed in one direction or the other. And there's only one direction they will be swayed, at least when it comes to the gaslighting and the propaganda. 
we as conservatives, we as America First Patriots, we have a very limited audience compared to those. And we might say, oh, but look, Fox News does so much better than CNN and MSNBC. That's true. But two things there. Number one, I consider Fox News to be controlled opposition for the most part. Yeah, you know, I like Tucker. Um, I like some of the stuff that they put out there. But for the most part, they they are rhinos. They aren't pushing against Democrats the way that a lot of people seem to think. They're really, and to say they're rhinos is, is not even accurate. They're more in favor of the uniparty swamp, the establishment, whether it's Republican or Democrat. This is who they are. So, but number two, you know, they are one against two, but those two are splitting their base. We also know that Democrats tend to get news from less traditional sources. They're not turning on CNN or MSNBC on their television. They're, they're getting their information through alternative means, often through mobile devices, often through through uh, various channels on YouTube, for example. So to say that, that we have any semblance of of reach or control compared to the, to the left, just because we have Fox News and they have MSNBC and CNN, and what happens if you start combining all of them? What if it's not just the 24-hour networks? What if you start looking at ABC News, CBS News, NBC News? Start adding in those numbers. Does Fox News actually have the advantage? I don't know. I've never looked at the numbers. Point being is that do not go in there thinking, oh, you know, it's about 50-50 or even 40-60. It's not. It's about 20-80. With 20% of media that's consumed in the United States today being essentially right-leaning and the other 80% being left-leaning and pretty much nobody in the middle. There is no such thing really as unbiased news anymore. Maybe there never was. Maybe I was just delusional. You know, I went to journalism school with the idea of thinking, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna push the unbiased news. And now all I do is commentary. That was a long time ago. The world is very different today than it was back then. But yeah, you know, people can be influenced. They can be told lies and they will believe lies. They will. Majority of Americans today, despite mountains of evidence, despite documentaries that have shown very clearly that there was massive widespread voter fraud during the 2020 uh, election. Despite all this, a majority of Americans today, again, if you listen to the polls, but a, a strong majority, of the uh, enough to overcome the bias of the polls, a strong majority of Americans today do not believe that the 2020 election was stolen. Now, most Americans do believe there was voter fraud, but I think the the prevailing the um, you know the the most common you know plurality of people think that there was voter fraud, but it wasn't enough to steal the election. Okay, that's not based upon evidence. The evidence says that the election was stolen. The facts say that the that the election was stolen. Logic tells us the election was stolen. The corporate media, big tech. They say that the election wasn't stolen, and they have the backing of not just the Democrats, but also the the rhinos, the the uniparty swamp. They're all pushing against this concept, and they're even many of them are even filing lawsuits to push against it. To me, I, I I'm at ninety nine percent, okay, and I have read affidavits, I have watched pretty much all the videos. I do know with a ninety nine percent certainty that the twenty twenty election was stolen. And I tell that to you, my audience, on a fairly regular basis. And a lot of people do. A lot of people, a lot of uh, shows that are bigger than mine say this. And yet, still, so many people are in the dark. So the point I'm trying to make is, do not underestimate gaslighting, propaganda, or voter stupidity. 
hates calling my fellow Americans voters stupid. And I'm not saying that they are stupid. I'm saying that from a political perspective, they're easily manipulatable. They are ignorant, we'll say. If you don't like me saying the word stupid, they're they're ignorant to the realities of politics. They're, they can be made to believe that there was Russian collusion for three years. They can be made to believe that there is no true recession that we're in, that it's that even though there are certain, oh, I don't even remember exactly how he put it, there's or they Yellen and Biden today, there's certain indicators that do point to a recession, but there are other indicators that are very, very clearly point to the strongest economy in American history. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, but then I realized you can't underestimate how gullible many people, many, maybe a majority of Americans are. And that's what the Biden-Harris regime is banking on. That's what the Democrats will be banking on for the 2022 election. Which brings me to item number three, which I've already alluded to. This is the third of the reasons that we need to start pretending. We need to start acting as conservatives. We need to start acting as if we are way behind that right now the 2022 election favors the Democrats. We need to start getting aggressive. We need to start getting getting antsy. We need to start spreading the word, talking to our friends, neighbors, everybody we can, and telling them, hey, you know, don't get complacent. You know, plan on figuring out how you're going to get down to vote in person on election day. Who can we talk to to get them to vote on election day instead of, you know, um, not voting or mail-in in voting? Who can we make sure that we can talk to? If you can get one or two or three extra voters, you don't have to, I'm not asking you to go out there and convince Democrats to become Republicans. I'm just telling you, if you can, to make sure that people that you know would vote for the right people, make sure they do vote. The worst thing that can happen is that we have a winning ticket. We have what it takes to win these elections, especially the state and, and local level. But also, we want to win back control of Congress. We want the House. We want Nancy Pelosi to be handing over the gavel. That'll be a beautiful thing. It, almost as beautiful as if she's already handed the gavel to somebody else because she's in jail before the election. That'd be nice. <laughs> you never know, okay? You never know. But <clears throat> but yeah, you know, that would be great. And seeing Chuck Schumer back to, to minority, Senate minority leader, that'd be great. Now, notice I didn't say it'd be great to see Mitch McConnell as Senate majority leader or Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. I think those are, if anything, maybe marginal increases, marginal improvements. But at least we'll know that some of the dumbest legislation won't be heading to Joe Biden's desk to be signed. Instead, it'll be heading uh, some decent or better legislation. will be heading to his desk to be vetoed. But hey, you know what? We've been there, been there, done that. We are. We can fight his executive orders much more easily than we can fight legislation. All right. So they are going to cheat. That's it. The cheating they did in 2020, nobody has been held accountable. Very little has changed. We we cheer and we get, oh, so excited because, oh, they stopped drop boxes in this state. Oh, they, they stopped mail-in voting. You know, you have to put in, have an excuse. Folks, these, these are incremental uh, improvements on an election system that is massively broken. The 2020 election was the 
only the beginning. If we do not, and we, let's assume that between now and then we're not going to be able to fix it and we're not going to be holding holding anybody accountable, that means they're going to cheat again harder than in 2022. They're going to steal elections. Assume that. Know that's the case. Because if you do that, if you go in with your eyes open, then maybe that will be enough to motivate you to start making sure that your friends and your relatives, anybody that you know is going to vote the right way, that you're getting them to the polls on election day in November. Figure out how to start now. Because we're acting as if it's a red wave is already in the bag. And I'm telling you, folks, don't think like that. Assume that we're going to lose. And get desperate if you have to. Get scared if that's what's going to motivate you. But either way, get aggressive. And make sure that we send a message in November. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you all stay strong, stay safe, and God bless. The current food crisis is only going to get worse. Now is the time to secure long-term food you can store at home so you'll never stand in the government's bread lines. Visit jdrucker.com food. That's jdrucker.com food. Mike Lindell needs your support. Get the maximum possible discount at MyPillow.com by using promo code JDR or calling 1-800-862-0382. That's promo code JDR or call 1-800-862-0382.